Well, it's good to see you. Um, I, you know, I said last night that um, I'd gotten a bit used to having no Saturday evening mass, and uh, I must say my Saturday was a little more relaxed. But uh, uh, it is it is nice to um, to have the people back in church, uh, even though it means I've got to celebrate more masses. Uh, it's worth it. Uh, the joy is worth it. Um, so, just a reminder that we need to keep the distancing. Um, and uh, when it comes to Holy Communion, please do come up just in a single file. And unless you're from the same household, keep a distance. We ask that um, uh, those who wish to receive in the hand come first. Uh, so, the others just wait. And then when no one's coming, then you can start uh, coming up. And uh, don't forget please the basket and then towards the back of the church for your offerings a lot of people now are giving uh, automatically through their banks or online which is nice to see uh, and and i just want to say that the parish has been really good you know in keeping up their payments uh, and just very very um it's very reassuring uh, and comforting to know that the parishioners really value their parish that they are supporting us Last Sunday we heard about the ordination of the first seven deacons and very soon after his ordination uh, Saint Stephen became known for his preaching and working great signs. We read in the Acts of the Apostles that false witnesses came forward to accuse him of speaking against the temple and the law and long story short Stephen was stoned to death and thereby gained the crown of martyrdom. As you may well remember, St. Luke is careful to note that Saul entirely approved of Stephen's killing. And then following Stephen's martyrdom, a great persecution was raised against the church in Jerusalem so that the Christians were dispersed throughout Judea and Samaria, although the apostles remained in Jerusalem. And among those who were dispersed was one of, the, one of those first seven deacons, Philip, and we find him today in the Acts of the Apostles in the city of Samaria, proclaiming the Christ to its citizens. And he clearly uh, made a great impact and met with, met with great success. Indeed, we heard today that Samaria, that the whole city had accepted the word of God. Philip, this deacon, was doing great signs, exorcising unclean spirits, curing the paralyzed and the crippled. And he had baptized the people, but they had yet to receive the Holy Spirit. That confirmation of their baptism, that strengthening of their baptismal grace, could only be carried out by the hands and the prayers of the apostles. And so Peter and John went up to Samaria from Jerusalem and laid hands on the people that Philip had baptized, and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that the sacrament of confirmation is necessary for the completion of baptismal grace, for by the sacrament of confirmation, the baptized are more perfectly bound to the church and are enriched with a special strength of the Holy Spirit. Hence they are, as true witnesses of Christ, more strictly obliged to spread and defend the faith by word and deed. And in the tradition of the Latin Church, confirmation 
is particularly connected with the ministry of the bishop. Just as Peter and John traveled from Judea to Samaria to lay hands upon its citizens, so the diocesan bishop travels around his diocese to confirm those who, as the book of Acts puts it today, had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. To be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus is surely a great thing. But one who has only been baptized lacks something. The Holy Spirit must fall upon him or her by the prayer and the laying on of hands of those apostolic hands, the prayer of the successors of the apostles. And in the Latin church, infants are not normally confirmed and they have to await the, uh, the attainment of the age of the use of reason before being confirmed. But when one who has attained the use of reason uh, is being baptized, he or she is to be immediately confirmed, unless some serious reason suggests a delay. And in these cases, such as our catechumens, who are still waiting anxiously to be baptized and confirmed very soon, and, the, and indeed some of our young unbaptized parishioners, we have some children who are aged 9, 10, 11, that kind of age, um, who have not yet been baptized. When they are presented for baptism, they too are to be confirmed, unless some serious reason uh, dictates the separation of those sacraments. And they are confirmed by the priest who baptizes them, uh, as he too in that moment has the faculty uh, to confirm them, for he shares in the apostolic ministry as a co-worker with the bishop. The Holy Spirit is a gift of the Father, obtained through the intercession of the Son. We hear Jesus in the Gospel today telling the apostles, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of Truth. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father that enables us to love the Son, and thus to be loved by the Father and the Son. It would not be possible for us to love God as he merits to be loved without the gift of his love. Love is given to us that we might be able to love in return. This love is the Holy Spirit, the best gift of God above, who dwells in us so that Jesus may dwell in us and we be one with the Father, no longer orphans, as Jesus says, but truly sons of the Father. The Catechism describes the effects of confirmation, that special outpouring of the Holy Spirit as once granted to the Apostles at Pentecost as an increase and deepening of baptismal grace, that, the roots, that, that, it, that it roots more deeply in us the sense of being sons and daughters of God, in other words, that divine filiation. Confirmation unites us more firmly to Christ. It increases the gifts of the Holy Spirit in us. It renders our bond with the Church more perfect. It gives us a special strength of the Holy Spirit to spread and defend the faith by word and deed as true witnesses of Christ, to confess the name of Christ boldly and never to be ashamed of the cross. As St. Peter teaches us today, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone 
who asks you for a reason for your hope. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to be always so ready. The Feast of Pentecost is not far off, and soon the Lord will leave the Apostles as he ascends into heaven. But the Holy Spirit enables us to see him in a new way, even though he is not visible to our corporeal eyes. So we could at this time, as we prepare for the Feast of Pentecost, which is just two weeks away, pray for a, renew, a renewed stirring of the Holy Spirit who fell upon us at our confirmation, recalling often the great dignity that confirmation confers upon us. Now it is a, sometimes happens that with those who are baptized at infancy in the Latin Church, they do not proceed to be confirmed. And that leaves them very weak and uh, unable to love God as he desires to be loved and not strengthened for that mission of proclaiming the gospel. So if there are, if there are any baptized inf as infants who have not yet been confirmed, I'd like them to approach me uh, so that we can uh, prepare them for confirmation at the earliest possible moment. As St. Ambrose of Milan says, God the Father has marked you with his sign. Christ the Lord has confirmed you and has placed his pledge, the Spirit, in your hearts. We can ask Mary, the spouse of the Holy Spirit and seat of wisdom, to pray for us that we may be granted that renewed stirring of the Holy Spirit. I'll just repeat some of these remarks in Spanish for those of uh, the Latino community who might be uh, here or participating online. El Catecismo de la Iglesia Católica enseña que el sacramento de la confirmación es necesario para completar la gracia bautismal, ya que por el sacramento de la confirmación los bautizados están más perfectamente unidos a la Iglesia y se enriquecen con una fuerza especial del Espíritu Santo. Por lo tanto, están como verdaderos testigos de Cristo, más estrictamente obligados a difundir y defender la fe de palabra y obra. Los hechos de los apóstoles nos dicen que los ciudadanos de Samaria solo habían sido bautizados en el nombre del Señor Jesús. Ser bautizado en el nombre del Señor Jesús es verdaderamente una gran cosa. Pero a alguien que, no sol, que solo ha sido bautizado, le falta algo. El Espíritu Santo debe caer sobre él o ella por la imposición de manos apostólicas, por el obispo o por el sacerdote. El Espíritu Santo es un don del Padre obtenido por la intercesión del Hijo. Yo le rogaré al Padre y Él les dará otro paráclito para que esté siempre con ustedes, el Espíritu de la Verdad. El don del Espíritu Santo es el don del Padre que nos permite amar al Hijo y por lo tanto ser amados por el Padre y el Hijo. No es posible que amemos, amemos a Dios como Él merece ser amado sin el don de su amor, el don del Espíritu Santo, para que podamos amarlo como Él desea y merece ser amado. 
El amor nos, nos es dado para que podamos amar a cambio. Este amor es el Espíritu Santo, el mejor regalo de Dios, que mora en nosotros para que Jesús pueda morar en nosotros y seamos uno con el Padre, ya no como huérfanos, como dice Jesús, sino verdaderamente hijos del Padre. El Catecismo de la Iglesia Católica describe los efectos de la confirmación, el derramamiento, espe derramamiento especial del Espíritu Santo que una vez se otorgó a los apóstoles en Pentecostés como los siguientes. Un aumento y profundización de la gracia bautismal. Se arriga más profundamente en nosotros el sentido de ser hijos e hijas de Dios, es decir, la filiación divina. Nos une más firmemente a Cristo. Aumenta los dones del Espíritu Santo en nosotros. Nos da una fuerza especial del Espíritu Santo para difundir y defender la fe con palabras y hechos como verdaderos testigos de Cristo. Confesar el nombre de Cristo con valentía y nunca avergonzarnos de la cruz. Como nos dice hoy San Pedro, sed dispuestos siempre a dar al que les pidiere las razones de la esperanza de ustedes. Oremos por una renovada agitación del Espíritu Santo que cayó sobre nosotros en nuestra confirmación, recordando a menudo la gran dignidad que la confirmación nos confiere. Y si alguien aún no ha sido confirmado, contácteme para organizar su preparación para el sacramento. Como dice San Ambrosio de Milán, Dios el Padre te ha marcado con su señal. Cristo el Señor te ha confirmado y ha puesto su promesa el Espíritu en tus corazones. Que María, esposa del Espíritu Santo y sede de la sabiduría, Entonces, por nosotros.